Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. People were asked, if you had to fight an animal toe-to-toe, what animal do you think you could beat? Squirrel. <laughs> Heads up. I, I can't swat a fly or squash a spider. <laughs> I think they're going to get me first. Some of us believe, actually believe, we can go toe-to-toe with a grizzly bear. Come on. <laughs> and win. Oh. Like, are you Leo DiCaprio? <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, The Revenant. Yeah. He fought a grizzly. It didn't go well. I was thinking Anthony Hopkins. He was in a movie... Yeah. Let's say it's like The Edge or something like that with uh, Alec Baldwin. Yeah, they were in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, and one of them. Who had to fight the grizzly? Did was it? I think it was Hopkins. Yeah. Who had to do it. He was, yeah, it, uh, something about using its own weight against it. You got to put a spike there and get it to chase you. Yeah, Baldwin didn't fight him. He just bored him to death with his political <laughs> views. <laughs> Actually, Alec is a pretty angry guy. He, he could probably have beaten up the, uh, the grizzly bear. Right. Uh, people believe they can beat a lion. An elephant, a gorilla, a Come crocodile, on, an a elephant. Wolf. Yeah, they believe. The hell are you going to do against an elephant? A kangaroo. Have you ever seen when a kangaroo has had enough of you? <laughs> their kick is pretty good. An eagle. Oh, what? what? Eagle just fly away? You think? You got to climb to the top of the mountain to get, get some to it. Talons too. Yeah, yeah. A goose. You ever been in a park? And the goose gets mad at I you. I feel safer with a golf club in my hand, but only slightly. Yeah, they're vicious. People believe they can uh, beat a house cat, a rat. Look, you don't want to fight any of these animals because they're all vicious. They're like Mike Tyson. They bite. Right. True. Yeah, they don't fight fair. No. No, they don't. Nothing in the animal kingdom is fair. Why are we asking these questions? I don't know. You, you, you couldn't say to a grizzly, give me a second. <laughs> I'm winded. You got to play dead for a bit. <laughs> yeah, didn't we learn that sometime back? Roll over and play dead. Or play Metallica. And then they'll... <laughs> right. That's right. Was it was a cougar or something like that. Yeah, that's Just right. Scared away. Uh, we, as humans, unarmed, rank second to last behind geese when it comes to uh, being able to defend ourselves. Right. Elephants and rhinos would be the hardest to beat in general. I, I say a grizzly is probably... Geese were the lowest? They were yeah. the worst? Yeah. Well, like second to last. Yeah. I guess if we got to beat anything, because you just choke them to death. Like, I guess yeah. That's why we make coats out of them. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the animals are making coats out of us. So a guy dreams up uh, an idea on how to score some cash. He uh, decides earlier this week that he's going to uh, steal cases and cases of uh, Bud Light. And uh, then he's going to return them for the cash. Oh, so he steals these 14 cases, rolls them out, puts them in his car. But an hour later, he goes back and he says, oh, my wife bought the wrong beer. <laughs> an hour later? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the employee couldn't confirm his story, so the guy stormed out without his butt light or nothing. And then when the store looked up at the surveillance uh, footage, they figured out what had happened and they called the cops. Now the cops are trying to track the guy down. He's got no beer. He's got no money. He's probably going to go to jail. My goodness. Yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't wait? <laughs> or you should have. I think the scam might have worked a little better. Go to a different store? Or turn around and go right back in. Right. Right? Because then you could say, oh, my, you know, my, my, my wife just brought it out. Nah, that that might be a little too fresh because you think the person behind the counter would know if you you know just checked out someone who bought fourteen cases. Mm. 
And why would a dude, isn't that embarrassing to say you sent your wife to buy 14 cases of beer? <laughs> like, I know that lovely Maria won't even step into the beer store. Oh, really? It's her no-go zone. Really? Yeah. Well, the number two no-go zone. <laughs> <laughs> Bedroom beer store. All right. Yeah. Yeah, for some reason, and her mom's the same way. Like, her mom would send us, uh, us fellas, to go buy beer. Or Maria, if we needed anything from the beer store, if we were having people over, I, I would have to go, which, fine. But Does yeah, she, she drink beer? Uh, not not often. Right. She'll have, like, a shandy or something. She likes to mix them with, like, ginger okay. ale or something. Will she right? buy beer at the liquor store? No, I don't think so. I, I don't know that she ever has. Huh. She, yeah, she'll go to the liquor store and, and get whatever. Well, she, she would needs. have no need. You're there every day. I have a tent <laughs> set up inside. <laughs> and remember, I told the story about the the beer store being closed over the uh, St. Patty's yes. Day. Well, I I was back in there now, uh, and I'm sure I've been in there a couple of times, but never really noticed why the doors were closed. And I think I finally figured it out. It looks like they've drywalled. That's what they did, and they put up, like, fancier little signs over each beer case to show the, the price. Okay. That seemed to be what shut them down, which, again, you had to drywall over St. Patty's Day. <laughs> Seems a little odd. It's the only time the drywallers available. Um, now, we've had this ongoing story, of course, about uh, Doug Ford and the closing of the golf courses, and everybody is, of course, very upset with him because now he can't golf until June 2nd, but... This is his reasoning for why the golf courses are closed. I talk to my, my buddies. I know what happens. You know, they pick up another buddy, two or three. They go out, go golfing. Then after golf, they go back. They have a few pops. That, that's the problem. He, he's such a McKenzie brother. <laughs> he really, he's the lost McKenzie brother. He, he sounds more like bubbles. <laughs> he really does. I mean, and here's the issue here is that if he just stick to the script, and he was trying to say it's about mobility. Right. Right? That, you know, you don't want people traveling to go to the golf courses. A stay-at-home order means stay at home. That was what the issue was, was mobility. But to go off into this, yeah, I talked to my buddies. Well, you know what? You're the premier. Mm. If you know your buddies are doing this, call them out on it. Well, he might not be wrong, Lucky, because research has been done and booze brings us together. Right. And she had people sitting around who would drink just water and they wouldn't get close. The minute uh, we start having pops, we all get tight. Right. So right. this is the research that shows that Doug is right about the pops. Whatever. Well, he's wrong about calling them pops. <laughs> what year is it? 1986? <laughs> so I haven't said pops since high school. <laughs> uh, at some point this summer, you might be able to go on a date, meet someone at a bar, have some meat, maybe a couple of pops. <laughs> Maybe. Really? Maybe. You think? You might be have a couple pops. Uh, I don't know about the pops. Get some za. Apparently everyone's having pops already. That's why we can't do anything. If you uh, remember back to when you were allowed to go on dates, some went great and some not so much. Lots of things can uh, turn a, a date uh, in the wrong direction, like forgetting the person's name. These are things that people say they had happened to them or they did. That's not good. No. That's really tough, too. Is it worse to forget the person's name or call them the wrong name? I would say call the wrong name. Especially during sex. <laughs> Definitely so. <laughs> I mean, if you forget, mm. I mean, there's likely a way that you can find out quickly, right? I mean, especially if you've been texting with them. Sure. Uh, you know, you can just kind of check your phone quickly and, uh, and, and, and follow up with that. You call them the wrong name, that's tough recovery. Yeah. How about uh, spilling a drink on yourself or spilling food on yourself? Again, what's worse, spilling it on yourself or on them? Right. Especially if it's hot soup. Yeah, on them is not good. <laughs> 
Uh, if you're on a date and you bump into an ex. Oh, that could be awkward. Well, if she's attractive, though, it kind of makes you uh, <laughs> look like a bit of a big deal. If she's crazy, <laughs> or he is, that uh, doesn't look good. We've probably all done this. You go in for a hug or a kiss at the wrong time. Oh. You know, get the cheek turn. You get, get a turn, or, yeah. or they're going for the handshake. You're yeah. going full on. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's all very awkward. Speaking of awkward, awkward silence. You know, you're, uh, you're sitting there, you're gabbing, you're enjoying some, some food together, sharing an app, and then you slowly just start to run out of things to talk about. Right. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, do you think that would uh, not happen you because it's a first date or yeah. early on in a relationship? But then again, sometimes, you, you know, there's so much talking, especially through all of this that's been going on. You might be talking online with the person so much or on the phone. Right. You know everything about them before you actually meet. You run out of things. How about telling a joke that doesn't uh, make them laugh or laughing at something that wasn't supposed to be a joke? Oh, that's not good. Oh, you mean your mom really is dead? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, not good. Having food in your teeth, burping. All of these things. Right, the bodily functions. Yeah, yeah. well, you've got a great plan, though. I Well, this is a long time ago, right. I guess, when you were in the dating world. Uh-huh. You got to something rather quickly. Well, I mean, listen, I wasn't uh, straining to try to, <laughs> <laughs> but but should flatulence have to yeah. be happening, mm-hmm. then, you know, you got to get that out early. And uh, if she stuck around for the entree... Right, you if she's, she's still around, then... <laughs> I went through way, way too far long of my life holding it in mm. for like a good, a good month or two <laughs> or more, <laughs> straining at that point. Surprised you didn't explode. Uh, you know. So if she sticks around for an entree uh, or dessert or still goes home with you. Right. After that. Yes. In your mind, she's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Oprah was on Rob Lowe's podcast and uh, he asked her. If there was a, a question ever in her long and storied career that she wished she hadn't asked. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. And she thought for a second and then she said, yeah. She goes, this haunts me to this day. She said, Sally Field was on the show years ago and she asked her if Burt Reynolds slept with his toupee on. <laughs> Sally didn't answer, clammed up, and the interview was basically over. She says, I cringe now even thinking that I would have asked that type of question. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interviewing is, it, it really is a skill and so hard to do. If you haven't done it, yeah, it's not, not easy. Right. And they make it look, you know, talk show hosts, they make it look quite easy. And there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. And they have teams, some of them, that, that mm-hmm. help them. But to get to that point, you've got to go through a lot of interviews where you're just you know, you're thinking about the question and trying to listen at the same time. And sometimes on television, you get someone in your ear mm. telling you, you know, timing as well. And it's not easy. Look, uh, the the problem for so many who, and especially if you start out uh, in radio or whatever it is, and journalism, and you've got to interview somebody, the problem is, is our inability to listen. Mm. You know, you can go back and, and uh, review an interview you did with somebody to edit it down, get it ready for on air. And you're like, when you're listening to it finally and you're just there doing your work, the things you didn't pick up on when they were said and you're, you get so mad at yourself. You right. Know, because you're so busy getting ready for your next question. Mm-hmm. You know, the ability is just to be able to sit and listen.
Uh, the Friends reunion is uh, getting lots of hype. I guess it's going to be on HBO Max at the end of the month. The 27th is when they say it's going to uh, premiere. I am so confused by this thing. Because when they first announced a Friends reunion, I thought it was a show. Right. They were going to do like, like, scripted, like a scripted yeah. Friends no, cast. No, just getting together and gabbing. Yeah. I guess and, looking and at not highlights. That, it's, it's almost like a concert's going on now. Well, they got Justin Bieber, Lady Gaga. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be odd. But then they've got a bunch of people who were in the show with them at the time, like Reese Witherspoon, Tom Selleck. If you go back and you watch it, when it was at its height and the most popular thing on television next to Seinfeld, they had big A-list stars. Like Sean Penn showed up and, mm. and uh, did a spot. He played a guy who was dating Phoebe or something. They had a bunch of big names. Anyhow, Reese Witherspoon, I think she played uh, Rachel's sister. Tom Selleck, of course, was Monica's boyfriend. Right. Elliot Gould and Christina Pickles played uh, Ross and Monica's parents. And they got, uh, what, BTS, I think, too. That They're big K-pop perform. band is going to be. Yeah. So, yeah, there's performances. It's all sorts of stuff going on here. Most important thing, though, Maggie Wheeler is going to be back. Janice. Oh, right. That'd be great. She, for me, she she stole the show. The second she'd walk in the door with her, her voice was uh, just excellent. Well, and my worry about this for for real, like Friends fans, is it, they're they're not going to get into anything deep. If there's really not going to be a lot that comes out of this, other oh, than no. some massive fat checks, yep, going to the stars. Yep, for sure. Now, um, Prince Harry, I guess, is doing his rounds uh, now on podcasts and having chats. Dax Shepard has a podcast called Armchair Expert. And uh, Harry says uh, that he never really wanted to be a part of the royal business. He says, when I was in my early 20s, I had a case of I don't want this job. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be doing this. He said, uh, look what happened to my mom. How am I going to settle down, have a wife and a family when I know that it's going to happen again? He added that having his own family gave him the same feeling of helplessness as he was as a child when he says, quote, in the back of a car while my mom was being chased by the paparazzi. He compared his family situation to a cross between the Jim Carrey movie, The Truman Show, and a zoo. Mm. And he says, I think the biggest issue for me was that I was born into it. You inherit the risks that come with it without a choice. So he continues down that road. And Seth Rogen has been doing a bunch of interviews, too. He's got a new book called Yearbook, but he's also going to be the starring as the guy who stole the sex tape from Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee <laughs> in a miniseries <laughs> called Pam and Tommy. That's <laughs> a miniseries? It's a miniseries. <laughs> right. I'm only going to watch certain parts. Right. Those aren't mini. Because I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my copy some time ago. Remember, okay, here's a great example of just how the world has changed. Having a copy of that tape was like getting the Willy Wonka gold ticket. Like, it was so, like, someone would say, I know a guy, I, I know a guy who might be able to get you a, a dubbed copy. Like, right. by the time you got your copy, it was so blurred, <laughs> you know, you know. It was like, uh, in a lot of ways, if you remember... You couldn't tell it was Tommy Lee or Getty Lee by that point. <laughs> you remember when uh, there was the media ban on the, uh, on the um, Carla Homolka uh, trial? Right, yes. And, but in the States, in Buffalo, I think they had the first edition or fourth edition or whatever the hell the talk show was. And, of course, they weren't banned because it was the inside U.S. Edition. Inside edition. It was banned here, right. but not there. So you could get all the courtroom stuff from Inside Edition in Buffalo. Same thing. I remember, like, just scouring friends and family 
anybody, can we get me a tape of the Paul Bernardo Carla Homolka trials? It was such a thing to get a copy of at the time. You know? Right. Nowadays, it's all just there online for you. And <laughs> we couldn't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's a shame to hear about Greyhound shutting her down across the country. I mean, they had just gotten their decapitation stuff all in order. And <laughs> it took was, a while for I that. was feeling ready to get back on the bus with them again. But anyhow, that's, uh, that's done. Yeah, for most of us, I think, you know, we haven't thought about the idea of mm. taking a Greyhound or any kind of, you know, long bus mm-hmm. trip for quite some time. Um, but, you know, in the city, GTA, we have access to the go. We have via rail options. There's so many other options, mm-hmm. you know, before you go bus. But, you know, in some remote communities, they still rely on Greyhound, not only for people, too, but just... You know, for uh, for sending product, mm-hmm. right? You can ship using Greyhound, mm-hmm. or at least you could. And as we saw in planes, trains, and automobiles, you can have yourself a hell of a good time on a bus. <laughs> Singing Sing songs. songs and watch another couple get it on. <laughs> uh, some random facts for you. What country do you think has more 7-Elevens than any other country in the world? I would say the U.S. You would think so, it's right? Because, yeah, I... I you know, there's not many 7-Elevens in Canada, I don't no. think, anymore. Japan. Really? 21,000 locations. The so-called 7-Eleven? I don't know. It's backwards, 11-7. Right. Yeah. It's the other side of the world. <laughs> Everything's true. backwards. Uh, you might want to steer your kids away from a career in dentistry. Dentists are more likely to kill themselves than any other profession. A dentist is 545% more likely than average to commit suicide. Is that right? Because of your stinky breath. Yeah, and, and uh, I would imagine overhead has a lot to do with that too, mm. right? I mean, you go into a dentist office now, it's, you know, like a full-on cockpit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to have TVs where people can, you know, because of course we, we can't look at our phones while we're doing this, no. so we have to be occupied at some point. Yeah, God forbid we just sit there for 10 or 15 minutes. X-rays, machines, all the chairs, all the machinery mm-hmm. that you have there. I'd imagine it's probably a heavy nut right off the bat. That's why my dentist, if, when my appointment is booked for a cleaning, like I just went the other day, they start hammering at me. Texts, emails, calls, make sure you're coming, just right. confirming your appointment. <laughs> right. We've got TVs to pay well, for. And, and these days, too, even more you know, hygienic practices yeah. have had to be put in place, too. I talked to them uh, about uh, moving forward, and all of them, the uh, dental hygienists and my dentists that uh, I've seen over this uh, pandemic say, yeah, the stuff they've put into place, they're sticking with. Yeah. I mean, the dental hygienist made a great point. She goes, you know, I never realized... And I'd go home and I'd look down at myself and my family would see exactly what I had done all day because I've got every client's bits and pieces from their Uh mouths on my clothes. Yep. So they uh, they, uh, kind of like the idea of being totally PPE'd up. Um, Cats love boxes. But a new study found that uh, even they're even drawn to squares and they don't have to be 3D. If there's a square shape on the ground, your cat will probably sit in it. And it even works with optical illusions. So there you go. They like a good tile floor, then. They they do. And they love that red pointer thing. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of fun. Yeah, it is kind of fun. Unless you're in, uh, on stage. Right, or a pilot. Right. Yeah, it doesn't go over well. Uh, alley-oop started as a football term. It was used in 1957 to describe a play where the quarterback would throw the ball high up in the air and another player would jump to catch it. Basketball started using the term uh, two years later. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it really in in football. Maybe it's not a 
thing they use as much anymore. It was a term in 1957. Maybe they, they've moved on from <laughs> the alley oop. Yeah. <laughs> Sports doesn't usually update that easily. No, that's true. Know. Listen to the music at the Scotiabank Arena. <laughs> Can we lose the Hall and Oats for crying out loud enough already? It's like a Hall and Oats concert every couple yeah. of days there. Even Daryl Hall has called up and said, enough! <laughs> enough! <laughs> I made my dreams months ago on that song. <laughs> Oates is just happy to be heard anywhere. Right, that's but, true. But Hall is just, forget <laughs> it. Imagine if they ever played the Scotiabank Arena and didn't do that song. <laughs> <laughs> we think, well, mind you, there'd probably be a whole generation that will look at them and go, holy crap, they're playing the Leafs song. <laughs> that's right. Uh, when Jack Nicholson was 37... 37 years old, he found out the woman he thought was his sister was really his mother. Okay. And you know what he said? You can't handle the truth. Yeah. That's what she said to him. That's, That's where he got it. <laughs> uh, the word dilemma originally meant a choice between two tough options, right? Yes. Okay. Well, three options is a trilemma, and four options is a quadrilemma. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. And the average person takes 216.3 million steps. I try to reduce that as much as possible. Yeah, yeah. Next time the doctor downer tells me I'm not getting enough exercise. <laughs> it's the equivalent of walking all the way around the earth five times. Wow. Yeah. So. And if you got like a Fitbit, you're trying to get 10,000 a day now, yeah, too. That's right. Is that really... That 10,000 thing. I mean, I know it's been the thing, but I, it seems like it started with that you got to do anything 10,000 times to be great at it. Oh. You know, that that theory? Right. And uh, and then I don't know now, Does did that just translate? Like, did that just become part of a marketing campaign? Has it been shown to be true that if you actually take 10,000 steps a day, I, obviously you're doing something good for yourself, you're walking. Yeah. You're I think they just picked a random... But could you, you know, do 2,000 and you get number. the same effect? Uh, I don't know about 2,000, but but certainly I, I think if you're up at around five or six, you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, they, they, had to, they had to find a goal that would get people... You know, moving more than sure. they really should be or have been. That's right. I think the average person probably takes about two to three thousand a day, uh, and then you know, you go around five if you're getting around and mobile more. And so they set a goal of ten to just try and force people to be mobile. I'm up around seventy-five to eighty steps a day. <laughs> something, something in that range. Once I hit that, I'm to bed. That's and, it. That's it. And if it is true that it takes ten thousand hours or ten thousand times to become an expert at something. You and I are almost there, Power. <laughs> Rock Mornings with, with Craig Venn and Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.